1: Turn off your laptop.
0: We're on staycation. I'm on TotalWine.com. They have so many rosés, chardonnays, and proseccos. It feels like a real vacation.
1: Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more.
2: 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.
1: Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball.
2: Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico.
3: Whenever
1: someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it, because we would only hit home runs. Annoying.
2: The phrase is from Geico, because they helped save people money? Geico?
0: Yeah, they were our team sponsor.
2: Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.
1: We put this festival on you bastards with a lot of love. We worked for one year for you pigs. And oh, you want to break our walls down? And oh, you want to destroy it? Well, you go gotta- to hell.
2: Fat back 4, don't know what episode it is, we've stopped fucking counting, we really have, well I have, and the lads definitely fucking have, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Liverpool 2, Newcastle nil. another win for the Reds, um, we've called this one routine Reds, because um, it's becoming a bit of a habit, and we'll get onto to that later, um, of how we're going about these games, um, the lineup. Um, from the West Ham game, there's two changes, um, Lovren comes in for Matip, Henderson comes in for, it's gone completely on my head, Henderson comes in anyway, it's, who was the fallout sorry. Milner. Milner, he comes in for Milner. Um, two changes, um, Ian I usually come to you first about the Liverpool lineup, but I just wanted to touch on Newcastle's outlook, uh, Benitez comes back to Anfield yet again, gets a great reception yet again. Um, he sets up 4-5-1, I think we all thought he might do that, but I thought he had a few more attacking players on the pitch than I thought he would go with. Um, were you happy to see their lineup? We Were you happy to see airs Because you say the same thing every week, so I'll, I'll give you both teams this week.
3: As is what it is, mate, you know what I mean? Uh, I, I thought we would have started Matty at home over Lovren, because I've got a theory about those two. I think... You combine them both, you've got a perfect centre-back. But I think Lovren's a better defender and Matip's a better footballer. So he tends to play Matip against sides that defend deeper. But that's my theory anyway. But he kind of shit on that by picking Lovren at home to Newcastle, do you know what I mean, because they were always going to sit deep. They've got some bad players. He's got no money, though, to be fair to him. So he's just loaned and cast off some Chelsea and fucking... You know what I mean? They have got some bad players. John Joe Shelby's their best player and he was out. Matt Ritchie's probably the most creative player. They didn't pick him. And Rafa, even the most attacking Rafa, is still reasonably defensive. Do you know what I mean? Adra, if I was a Newcastle fan, thank fuck I'm not. But if I was Adra, we, we went and got be 5-0 and had a go, then just turn up and roll over and, and just... I hate that brand of football. It's it's like man U with no money. I mean, I can't stand it. Have a go and get beat rather than just not have a go and get beat shit.
2: Matt, um, Ian thinks, you know, a team should show up, have a go, probably get beaten four or five. I think the way Benitez may have looked at this was, you know, don't get hammered. Goal difference could be a big thing come the end of the season. But Ian has a point as well. He loses Shelby, who's probably his best player in midfield, and he doesn't think Matt Ritchie. And Matt Ritchie is um, very creative. What did you reckon to that?
1: Sorry, an ambulance <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really know. I haven't watched too much of Newcastle this year, to be honest. So I can't, I can't really say too much about Matt Ritchie or Shelby. I mean, I'm, we all know Shelby can have a good game, but he can also have a shit one as well, which which we saw last time he played us, where he got a, scored a belter and then got a own goal, didn't he? Um, yeah, I mean, Benitez just done what he what he always does. He, it's what he knows to do against better teams. Is trying to out-tap the cause, keep it tight, get something on the break. And we've seen you just can't do this against this Klopp team. It's been our downfall for so long. And now going into these games against like, my mates were texting me saying, "Ah, oh, now it's Benitez. He'll um, he'll keep it tight. It'll be really difficult." And I wasn't even I I wasn't even scared. I know. Klopp knows now this team how it's set up and the players know how to beat these teams and it's not just always a moment of genius from Mo Salah which he scored a goal but it wasn't like uh, a Coutinho goal that bails us out week in week out it was a a great team goal and we we just grind these teams down and I I don't even get worried at the moment not even worried the defence our attack is just so so complete in the way that they all attack they all know what's going on like if if Bobby drops back, Salah, uh, Mane, even every Chan was up there uh, breaking into the space. They all just know what to do, and it's I'm just so comfortable watching us now. So I, I didn't even look at the uh, Newcastle team. I wasn't bothered by anything they did. Uh, as I said last week, I, I don't even question our uh, midfield or defence anymore. I'm, I'm just I'm just going into every game purely confident.
2: Yeah, Chris,
1: um... and the ambulances as well. Yeah,
2: it's like a bleeding demo of Grand Theft Auto yeah. there at your end. Um, it's supposed to be an idiot. Some, someone, someone has just pointed out that the scrolling graphic says West Ham New, uh, New, rather than Newcastle. I'll change That's that in a um, minute. I'm an absolute fucking mongo for doing that. Um, Grizz, Matt's touched on it there that, you know, when we have... Um, uh, sorry. At LS7ZH, will we we be discussing the United game? Yeah, we will touch on it at some stage. Probably near the end when we look over Porto and United. But, Grizz, um, Matt touches on it there that when Coutinho was in the team a couple of months ago and we had a game like this, if it got to 40 minutes, we might panic. We start giving it to him and looking for him to hit one in the top corner or come up with some sort of magic. This one is different. Um, We seem a lot more patient in what we're doing. When you seen the teams come out, were you happy with the lineup? You know, with the midfield, the, you know, people probably would have thought, oh, maybe a line in there because he's a bit more better than going forward than maybe Emery Jean has something along there. Or were you happy with it? And you were confident because I think a lot of Liverpool fans are becoming very confident regardless of the game we're actually playing now.
0: Yeah, no, I, I as I, I said to you, I think in the in the WhatsApp that I think personally, in my opinion, I think this is our strongest lineup. I think if everyone's fit and on form i think this is the team that i'd pick if there was a cup final tomorrow of any sort this is the team i'd pick so in that sense i was very confident you called it we called this the routine reds and i love this i love this win and i love this win maybe a bit more than the others and and for that reason that you said gap because in the past We've had Phil Coutinho trying to, you know, we always look to Phil Coutinho to try to bail us out against uh, these low box and teams that come to defend. To be, to be fair to him, as, as, as Ian says, Rafa, you know, Rafa's not got much money to play with, so he has to do what, what he's got to do. But to be fair to him, he actually done a very clever, th- not clever thing, but most people try it. But I think Newcastle done it very well. Were they, in my opinion, I think Salah and Mane had their quietest games and this was because of his doubling up on them. Like he had um, that young bloke Murphy, on, I think, on on, on yeah. one side, yeah. and I think I think he had Atsu on the other side, doubling up on on Mane and and so. But what I love about this current Liverpool team is we don't rely on just even Mane or even Salah. Bobby Mane and Salah, in my I think I think they were I think they had probably their quietest game. But then what happens? Ox comes alive. You know we've got so many options now. Ox, Emre Can, as, as Matt says, was was, was more far free, had far more space. So what, what happened was Newcastle doubled up on our danger men, and then forgot that we've got weapons in central midfield as well. So I enabled the likes of Emre, Hendo, and uh, Ox, who had far more freedom to you know uh, show that showcase their talents, and um, I think they did. I think Ox Ox, you know, um, Ox. Ox's contribution was was brilliant, and that's it. We've got so many contributions coming from every angle. I mean, even our fullbacks, we've been praising them. Not their best game once on the ball, but, you know, we were relentless still. And as Matt says, it was never, it was, in the past we've panicked and we think, oh my God, where, where's our goal coming from? But the way we keep the ball and we keep sort of moving the ball left to right, right to left, the goal was bound to come. They were going to tie and we were going to sort of, uh, you know we're, we're, we're pretty deadly let's just say we're
2: pretty deadly yeah i think we're than pretty deadly um deadly in ireland just means you're good um not the deadly in the way you're talking about but it, let's the defense kind of has a quiet day which is i'm all for if it has another nine quiet days from now till the end of the season i'm more than happy um nine or ten i mean i forget how many fucking games are left um all I know is that we're seven points clear to fifth as of today, which is great. But uh, let's move on. Let, let's have a Forget the defence for a minute, Parker for a minute, because I thought they had a really good game overall. And they were quiet. Even going forward, I think the two full-backs just done a job and they went outstanding, like you'd seen, say, at, West, at home to West Ham. They've done a little, slightly different job today. Ian, I'll come to you first. I want to, to go through the three in midfield. Um, and I'll give you Jordan Henderson. Um, Henderson comes back into the team um, after being out. For the West Ham game, I'm playing really well against um, Porto, wasn't it? Was it Porto? Before, no. yeah, it was one of them. Um, but he comes back into the team, and a lot of a lot is made of Henderson, and he's probably 25 games a season because of injuries and stuff like that. And a few people, myself included, have questioned: Is he going to be on the start? You know, on the starting eleven for Liverpool come next season if this injury process continues, season on season. But looking at that game yesterday and taking it in isolation, what did you make of Henderson um, in the game he played as, deep as the deepest of Liverpool's tree? I thought he was the best player on the pitch by a distance.
3: He's switching in the play. He's breaking up of the play. positioning. He looked fit, physically fit. He was getting around the lot. He looked like he wasn't carrying any injury. And that's possibly because he's been out for a bit. Maybe he, he's a player that's going to have to be managed. Do you know what I mean? He doesn't play every... Can't play two games a week. So he's going to have to be managed so he can rest that fucking gout or whatever it is that he's got. Do you know what I mean? But gout. I, 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 I thought he was outstanding. There was a couple of bits in the second half. There was one bit in particular where he broke up the play and then he got a back heel through his own legs, went past two players. And he's got loads of ability, Jordan Anderson. Don't get me wrong. Whenever I've whenever I've been down on Jordan Anderson, it's a combination of things. It's the fact that he he can't string really a run of games together. I don't think is. The number six position is his natural game. I think his natural game is to get beyond the midfield. Do you know what I mean? So he's all, he's almost curving his natural instincts to play that role. But he's very capable when he's on when he plays like that. He's as good as anyone in the country as a, as a number six. Do you know what I mean? In terms of recycling possession stuff like that, I think it's telling that Liverpool, Klopp in particular, is looking at an upgrade on him in midfield. That'll be a combination of the fact that he's not always fit. And he can go missing sometimes, you know what I mean, and play the safe option. But I think I think he was just given the, the instruction yesterday, go out and just stamp your authority on the game. You're far better than their midfield. Their midfield was really poor, you know what I mean. I just thought he was excellent. Whether he can do it every week, I, 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 I think history says he can't. I think he's only played 40 games in two seasons, ain't mean, injury-wise. So, I think that's why we're looking at a number six instead of him. But, He's
2: an excellent player to have around. At base, me plays be like that every week, excellent. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with that. I just think um, my only argument would be is it is, is he a player you, you base your home midfield field around because of these no. injury issues? No, but he's def- even, he's def- even be, without the injuries. Say Cher is number six. You know, like we're looking at players coming in and out of the team, and it is rotation. I don't think it's uh, he's preferring one player over the other. He, he trusts them all, and he's, he's rotating them. I think he's more the type that if you brought in a number six. You know, in, in fair to practice, these fucking number sixes. But if you brought someone in to share that load of them, I think you get the best out of him for, over the season. I really do. Well,
1: but he, could he you? Could he you... didn't play the six really yesterday. Well, he did, but he was side by side with Chan. I thought they were both getting forward as much as one was covering back. I think they played it really well together. We're not Usually, it's Hendo sitting at the back while Chan pushes on. But yesterday, I just thought it was more... Uh handed to the left, chance to the right and other than that, they were both
3: up and down. I I think with Jordan Anderson, right, the best way to look the way I look at it is he's alright doing it against the Newcastles and a ship auto and stuff like that. If we got real Madrid in the next Round of Champions League, could you see him stamping his authority on the game like that? Going round Tony Cruz and Modric and Casemiro. I don't. Not because he's not good enough. I think it's because it's a mentality thing with him. He don't think he thinks he's good enough. I mean he's not as good as them, but you don't you understand what I mean? He won't play his natural game. Whereas the players we're looking at, they're like Henderson is Premier League class. We're looking at players that are European and world class. I think there's a difference in
2: Like, Yeah. Stephen Kingsbury says here um, a massive thing of the title in 2014 was when he, he became suspended, so he can't be that bad. I don't think we're saying he's that bad. I just think we're trying Did to. We try
1: play, you know, no, he's not the same player
2: now. He's not, and I think the, the injuries, when, when he is on that. Kind of on the edge of that cliff when injury is about to overtake him, he does look like he's a bit static in midfield, and he can be played around. That's something I've said for a long time. He looks like he can be played around, and you can get out there back for a very he was active
1: yesterday one, though. One he attempt. was everywhere, wasn't he? Yeah,
2: because and, I, I'm and quick. Yeah, I'm I want, quick. I, but I wanted to like has said that he, he done a really good job there yesterday. The one thing that stood out for me yesterday was. I don't think he was level with Chan for most of the game. I think he was the one that looked to get the ball off. um, Lovren in particular. I think Van Dijk on the left-hand side is different. He seems to control and he wants to... He wants to...
1: You you, you hate this, but... That deeper position. I know you hate this, but the heat map had them exactly side-by-side. It did it. Yeah, go ahead, shake your head. It did. No, like the average position side-by-side.
2: I'd be interested interested to see how side-by-side they are when when each of them have the ball. Because for me, yesterday... Van Dijk from the left-hand The heat hand map side.
1: is when they touch the ball.
2: It is when they touch the ball? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's, that's well, what to, the heat map is. To my eye, when I was looking at it, I thought Jan was a little bit further forward, and that's what I wanted to touch in your way. Henderson, for me, moved the ball really fast, and some of his vertical passes, as they call them, I thought were excellent to get the likes of Oxley, chamberlain and Shan and Firmino and, and the other two lunatics out wide. Um, I thought they were really good balls to get us going. They were really fast balls as well. Mate, he's he's
3: perfect. When, when you're playing three at the back and two
2: sitting wing-backs, so
3: effectively five, you need someone who can put the ball into the corner sharpish because it's spreading the play. If they all get into position and close ranks, it's harder to do. And he was excellent at that. Emery Chan doesn't do that. Emery Chan's not about spraying the ball,
1: about No, he's more powerful,
3: isn't he? power and running through the midfield,
2: isn't he?
1: Yeah.
2: Whereas Anderson whereas can recycle it a lot better. Absolutely great. Yeah. Um Ian liked the way he played, Matt thought they were in more of a two with, with Jan, um, so I'm going to come on to Emre Jan, he's one bucking away from his suspension, um, a lot of people thought that he might, be, he might miss out, um, because we didn't want to risk him, I thought he was quite good yesterday, I thought he was a bit, he held back a little bit, which is understanding, but I, I, I thought in, in the game overall, he got in when he needed to, we moved the ball when he needed to, and it was a 7 out of 10 game from Emre Jan, would you agree?
0: Yeah, fair enough. Um, it, wasn't, it wasn't a brilliant performance from Emre, but Emre was okay. He was decent. He was good. Um, I was very surprised. I mean, Klopp does this, doesn't he? We, we just can't read his mind. I mean, most people, and I think most coaches probably would have saved Emre, sort of not risked him for, like, sort of risking their yellow card and missing the United game, because we definitely need him in the United game. So I was surprised that he started. There's always been questions about when Emre and Hendo start together as a pair. People always put that out, don't they, that you know, they can't play together. But I don't think their record's that bad. In fact, I'd say, I've read somewhere, I'm not a stats man, like Matt. Matt, what does your heat map say about... when, 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 <laughs> <laughs> when Google, when, Google the heat when, map there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What does your twat map say? <laughs> yeah, what does your twat map say? Oh, like no, about, you know, about, no, but record-wise, in terms of... Sorry, our defensive record, I don't know if anyone who's watching... Sort of can back me up if you can't shut up and stay out of it.
1: I know what but, you're trying to say, but but no, no, but no. But
0: I think our defensive record when Hendo and Chan play together, I think it's very good. I think it's very good, and that's no coincidence because they both they're both big lads and they both when they're fit, like like you guys alluded to, Hendo actually looked free of injury yesterday. He looked he looked very mobile. He was getting about, yeah, and that's when he's at his best. And I agree, and I think most people agree. The six doesn't suit him. But that's not Hendo's fault. It's not Klopp's fault. Klopp just thinks he can play that role or do a job for him. And it's sort of and it's sort of telling now that Klopp's looking at sort of other players in that position. So it doesn't, but I think that's more to do with not Henderson's ability, but with his sort of injury record and his reliability. But imagine having Hendo as a squad player next season. I think that'd be a that'd be a fantastic option to have. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I, I reckon that's what he's going to do. If he buys, if he buys a number
3: six, Henderson could just replace Chan.
1: Yeah. yeah. At the do moment, you know I mean? though, Other than other than Carrius now to an extent, Van Dijk and the front three, everyone's a squad player.
2: Yeah. I. You see, that's that's where I think Klopp is trying to get to. Um we we've, for years we've spoken about what's our best eleven, what we got after eleven. You know, how do we rotate? are we okay for an injury or two? I think he's trying to walk this where he has a squad that, okay, he may have a preferred 11 because, you know, if you're going to win... I teams, think
1: it's horses for courses. Every I, I team think, he picks, I, I it's so he's different. I think it's he's all to about to who we're that. playing.
2: I think he's yeah. trying to get to that and I think he's trying to get to the stage where no matter who comes out of the team, somebody goes in, we don't have to change the way we play massively. But at the same time, if we do have to change we're still as effective um you know what i mean ian's turned up twice on the screen in front of me which is great um, <laughs> that's because he's so fast just two ian's <laughs> i don't know what's that's going right. on Sorry. no you're back you're back you're back um but Ma, um but let's move on i get uh, you're at the button in twice on these two which is appalling behavior but i give you um alex oxlade chamberlain um i think this light gets better and better for liverpool I think he's finding his feet a lot better. Um, I've seen tweets today from Arsenal fans saying he's only this and he's only that going back in August when we signed them. This guy looks to me like somebody that could nail himself a place in this team as if, if teams continue on. And on top of that, I'll ask you, does he move ahead of the line in a pecking order if he continues on?
1: We've literally just touched on this, Gav. No one is, secures a place in this team, especially in midfield. Why, like, I, when he picked him over Lalana, I didn't. I didn't look at anything. Oh fuck's sake! You look at why. So <clears throat> we know Benitez and Newcastle are going to sit deep. We're going to probably sit two banks before, maybe even a four and a five. So what Oxley Chamberlain does more than Lalana is he gets, he's direct. He runs. He gets past that first man in, the, in midfield and he runs at their defence and he draws a man, and, that, and that's what he did for the goal. He draws a man out of defence and he creates space in behind. What Lalana does is it's a bit more, I don't know, a bit more tricky where he's not as direct. Uh, he tries to use it, skills down the, down the channels and down the wings to work it with the full-backs to beat the man. So I think he's just looked at it and, and said, uh, as you touched on earlier the midfield is a little bit weaker with Shelby out. Um, so he can pick that ball up and he can run. And, and take it to the front three, which is what he did. I and mean, that's why I think he's coming. But yeah, he's been, during the game, there's, there's the obvious things he was doing, but some of the passes he was playing, Um, it was one early on, and it was a, a little move, I think it was, Salah done a little turn to flick it to Firmino, Firmino heeled it to Chamberlain, and he put someone through, I think it's um, Trent on the right, and if you look, go back, it wasn't picked up that big, but it, if you look at that ball, it's with his left foot and it's absolutely beautiful. Right into Trent's path. He doesn't have it's to come running across it. He's doing everything he really... we didn't think he would really. Well, I didn't anyway. I, I, thought, I, I thought he would be okay. I never thought he'd be <laughs> this good. I thought he'd
2: be good. Yeah. He, he, yeah. He, you may have loved it? him from the
0: start, yeah.
2: I actually said... No, I way, was... I way, sorry, Ian. I love the way Chris just jumped on top of that. I went, yeah, it was definitely me and Ian the tardy. <laughs> yeah. Me and
0: Ian said... <laughs> I, said it I thought
1: it would
2: be Ian. a more mobile Lallana. I said that at the very beginning,
3: I think
1: Yeah, was... you did. I do remember that. Yeah. But, yeah, oh, you, you don't, don't remember mine? You don't person. remember mine, no? No,
2: I remember yours, Chris. You'll never... but, we'll no, but
1: wrong do, you know what, do you know what I
0: was going to say? Do you know what I was going to say? I really love the the sort of link-up and relationship they're building with sort of Salah, Ox, and Trent on that right side. Nice, Because. He does prefer to play. even though Ox is everywhere, like sort of he's got that free role in midfield, free-ish role. But the relationship and the link-up play he's developing with, especially Salah, you know the the one-touch play sort of rolls into him, lays it off. He knows exactly when to see. That's where Lalana kind of breaks the play down. Sometimes he's accused of slowing the play down. He may not play that return, the wall pass. Do you know what I mean? Back to back to Salah or back to Trent. Lalana would maybe want to do a turn there or sort of slow the play down. That's where I think Lalana is being used these days when we've got a lead and we need someone to get on there and just sort of slow the play down. Again he was used for that role today. So I to get to Gav's original question where he asked you, I think Ox is You answered it for of, me
1: now, yeah. Can't I remember
0: I <laughs> what I asked? I know. I think I think Ox is definitely ahead of Lalana in the pecking order. Well, even when everyone's fit. Who, who, who I do like it's it's not, it's if, not someone has to
1: say to you, if someone has to say to you, tell me Klopp's best midfield, who who'd you put in? No one knows. Now, What's
0: his right. best midfield? No, and
2: you're that's right. but, but and that's I, I think I think yesterday was I think um no I, I, I don't know, you see I think it's it's very hard to pick a best midfield tree and that's mm. not because, you know, they're all the same level. I think there is players that are better at certain things than others. But like I said, if we get to the stage where we're picking a tree or two in midfield or whatever it is and we're happy with it um that just shows how much this squad is coming on. I'm gonna ask people on Periscope um because we're gonna argue over this probably after the pod as well but if it was Lalana or Ox in, in this um in this midfield who would you go for? You can add
0: Ginny or you can add Ginny. No no no, no i just pretty.
2: I just I think Oxley Chamberlain and Lalana are both similar players so I just want to see what people think. So I'll keep an eye on it and I'll come back to it in a few minutes just to see what the, the general consensus is. Um, Ian, I'll come back to you. Um an Oxlade Chamberlain it makes the fourth goal um, for that man again. Mo Salah, uh, twenty-four league goals now, twenty-two in all competitions. I'm losing count. I'm genuinely losing count. He's,
0: he's keeping up with our podcast, isn't he? Number of our podcasts.
2: Yeah, forty-nine. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, but um, it's Salah again. It's, it's the goal scoring continues. But you know, if you look at the goal there. Um, we nearly lose it in midfield, it gets to Chamberlain and it's that burst of 10-15 yards that opens up the whole pitch and he plays in Salah and it's a cue finish. Um, and we seem to be getting this knack now, don't we, between we're making sure we're getting ahead in games um, before half-time or if not one, maybe two. But we seem to be putting that pressure on and, and making sure we're getting a goal ahead and making sure we're not going in and giving them any sort of um, inspiration for the second half as a
3: Store. It's just about patience, mate. The 45th minute exactly the same as the 16th, 17th, 18th, innit? not it? Liverpool over the past few years, like you say, we start to get frustrated after 25, 30 minutes and Coutinho will be trying, for all the good goals he scored, he'd put an awful lot in the stands as well and you'd be frustrated and he wouldn't be, you know what I mean, he'd be trying stupid shit. Whereas now there's just a lot. it's a lot more of a team effort. I think their best player yesterday was that Paul Dummett, but he makes a bad mistake for their first goal. For some reason he charges out to close down what he thinks is going to be a pass to Oxlade-Chamberlain's right. And oxlade leaves a big massive gap in the back three. Oxlade-Chamberlain's a lot quicker than people give him credit for. He's very quick. Picks it up, drives through the first, first line in midfield. And then if there's one player you don't want to leave in, in the 18-yard box at the minute, it's Salah. It, it's not even... It gets a little bit lucky, or the keeper gets a little bit unlucky, whatever way you look at it. But when you've scored like 76 goals in a season, you get that type of shit, don't you? that goes in. But they were really well. To Newcastle, the hard to watch man. It's a bore. It was a boring game, but like you say, for some reason he has a rush of blood. That lad at the back comes charging out to close down the wrong player, and Ox just does him and carries on going. I don't know if he looks at the player to pass or what, but for some reason their defender just comes charging out and he just leaves a massive gap for like the league's most
2: informed player, which is criminally. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Um, I the Matt, the Oxley Chamberlain part in the goal. Um, Arsenal fans have told us that, you know, he tries hard, um he's he's quite mobile, but he's a little bit unintelligent in what he does. Um that's what I've seen said about him from Arsenal fans. That could be just the case of him being bitter because they've lost him. I think behind it all I think um they rate him quite highly. But if you look at that goal Matt, the burst the pace and then the timing of the pass and the weight of the pass, it still has to be done, doesn't it? It still has to be done properly. Give Salah that chance to settle himself and score.
1: Yeah, he was, he was on his toes, and it was one of the best saves of the season.
2: <laughs> you can't wait to
1: get to that can't you <laughs> Can we just get to that <laughs> Chris,
2: Chris um, oh, fuck you. Matt. No, come ahead I'll talk
1: about it. I'll talk right, about. Yeah, it's 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 exactly why he's in the team. It's yep. the, the best from midfield. I mean, he doesn't have to do much to get past that midfielder. He he catches it just to the left of him, but it's just the acceleration and he's away. And as Ian said, the, um, the defender in the centre should have come across, but that's probably just them not talking to each other. Uh, but yeah, he's just once he's pulled that defender in, I, I think it's quite easy for him. He just slips that man in, and there's no way Salah's missing from there. Um, it just through his legs. It was it was perfect. Well, we
0: say uh, that, but we... Go on, Ian. Go on. I'm trying to say, an unintelligent player
3: like Arsenal fans are saying, hey, he shoots... Do you know what I mean? A, a player who doesn't look, who doesn't get his head up and doesn't look, at, isn't aware of his surroundings, he, beat, he runs 20 yards and he just has a long range effort. A, a player with brains does what he's done. Do you know what I mean? And he's done it two different ways now. He's done it against Arsenal where he shot. Not Arsenal, sorry. City, City, City. where he shot. <laughs> and he's done it in this. So he's, he's proven that he's not a one a He can lay it off or he can shoot. He can do both.
1: I think the defender makes it very makes the decision very easy for him. Oh, it's a, bit, it's a criminal
3: defender. Yeah, marathon, when he really comes bad. across
1: there, the he, 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 like, if he shot, even if it went in, you're thinking you, you shouldn't be shooting now when the most informed uh, wingland in, in the world is, is open.
0: Yeah, but say, we know, we know we're talking about Ox's intelligence and he would have shot for mm-hmm. for Arsenal. He has done stuff like that in the past where sort of, you're right, he, I think that's... And the, I think mm-hmm. the improvement has come by playing with better players. I think Thanks there's off. been a lot of, Yeah, I was just going to say, and, that, and from Klopp in training, that demands... Sort of always play in someone who's in a better position for you uh, than you, and that's one of the one of the uh, um, brilliant things about our forward three. They always look in for the other, you know, for their fellow teammate. None of them are. Well, he calls Salah greedy for goals, but I've, you know, we know what he means. Like, you know, he's, he's like sort of deadly run goals. He wants those goals, but Ox's Ox's link up play is getting better and better. And that was the one one Chris in the Arsenal fans because I. Living in London, I get to bloody. I, I took the piss out of Arsenal fans so much. Never like, oh, take forty, take forty million. You know, thank you very much. You know, we can't believe you've given us forty million for it. But who looks the mugs now? I mean, does he look like a forty-pound player, a forty-million-player player to you? I mean, if he was like playing for Leipzig, we'd say, yeah, forty million, snap him up. Because he's because the one thing that he lacked, people said, was sort of his final pass or his sort of game intelligence. And the last few games I've seen, that improve dramatically. And the more system, the more he plays with the, the players of the quality of Mane, Salah Bobby, I think he's going to get better. How old is he, Matt? About 24? 24, 23? 24. 24.
1: 24, 24. 24, yeah.
0: 24. So we've got... We've got 25
1: in finest, August.
0: We've got one of the finest Nothing English... We've got one of the finest English uh, midfielders for £40 million at the peak of his career. So, Not even.
1: Uh, oh, he, he's, he's still young. Gonna he's going to yeah. get better. He's going
0: to So all those Arsenal fans... <laughs> <laughs>
2: just like that little laugh um, I, I think I think um, if you look at if you look at oxlade chain when he was at Arsenal he, he wanted to be in the midfield um, a central midfield position he usually ended up out wide and probably a front three then he went ended up as a wing back I remember him getting he actually got torn apart at Anfield when we beat him 4-1 earlier was it 4-1 earlier in the season we'd done them anyway um, and he played wing back and we destroyed them Um 4-0 I think it was uh, but to me it looks like people have, people on here now have, when we ask that question mostly are coming back saying Oxley chamberlain over over Lallana for the moment but a lot are saying if we, when, when Adam gets off the toilet and stops shitting himself um, he'll be back in the team for United as well so again there's more options and we'll all come through with it which is good but I think
1: even the, Milner yeah, yeah, five, and, five and, games I, ago he would have been written off now there's people questioning why he wasn't in that team absolutely and,
2: and I think, madness I think the, the big thing around um, Oxley chamberlain is Klopp. Klopp brings him in, and he does play him wide the odd time. He brings him on for 10, 15 minutes here. And then he just gradually brings him in, and now you can see him. He's very, very comfortable putting him in the midfield tree. And well, any other two around him, which is key as well. He's not putting them with the same players all the time. Um, I think he's been a good signing. I think he's he's going to get better and better. And I think, you know, I don't think we've seen the best of him yet, which is, which is probably a good thing. Um, Right, on to Matt's favourite subject um, of this season so far, um, and probably of his life since supporting Liverpool, um, and it's that Carius save. As much as we were in control and as routine as this was, um, that save from Carius has a massive burden on the game, I think, and secondly, is world-class. I'm going to say it's world-class. Matt, I have to come to you with words on it, because I can't leave you waiting. Um, It's a massive save, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, we were talking the other week how he moved to the left. Um, was it West Ham? And Their player was yeah. coming down and he was, on, he was on his toes and he planted his feet and he couldn't get down to the right quick enough. Now this time, again, it's from the other side but he's moving to his left again. But He, he moves in a little bit more of an arc this time instead of straight across. But once he's made that first little bounce across, he's still on his toes. He doesn't plant his feet. If you watch it, he stays on his toes and... He did not obviously. He doesn't get down this time, but he, he, that—that's what gives him uh, enough balance and um, stability to make the jump. Because he is at full stretch. It's—it's a, it's a great shot, um, and just staying on his toes where he was. I'm watching it right now. Um, yeah, just, it, it just, just gave terrified.
2: him. You haven't stopped watching this. I'm on with you since about <laughs> 10 past 7, and you're constantly looking over to where left.
1: So you left. It's fucking, a fucking loop, do you? The way that man bun flies through the <laughs> air, what more do you want? <laughs> uh, no, it, it, it's brilliant keeping. The big thing about it is we've seen that so many times in the past with teams have had nothing, and they'll have a long range, a good effort, because it's not a bad effort. Um, like Wanyama. You get one of them, it goes in, and that's the game completely turned. How many times have we seen that? Now, this guy is now making important saves. He's actually winning us points. He's, he's doing what the head does for uh, United. Not to the extent that he does, but he is. He's winning. He's helping us win points. Um, and, yeah, it's exactly what he wants. It's it's what I knew he would do if he just fucked that mini-layoff. Because... He had far too many chances. This, this lad was written off far too early. We gave him ten games at the start of last season, and our our fans were on him in, in six. You got to remember, this is this was a twenty-two-year-old lad who was the second best keeper in Germany, and he's moved abroad to a team where people he, he doesn't know. He's twenty-two. It's a new league. It's it's a vile league as well because people get stuck in, and we jumped on him in, in six games. I, I he should have been given all last season. He did. The mistake he made to get taken out weren't even bad mistakes. It was one game. I think he had two, was it? Southampton, uh, the 3-3 maybe. The Bournemouth game, he Bournemouth, made a
3: bad
1: yeah. mistakes, didn't he? he? He made mistakes in that game, but which new players don't? It's ridiculous to, to take him out then, but I, I see why Klopp done it. I'm not blaming him because he, he does it with players, takes them out of the limelight and gives them a bit of rest. But for our fans to jump on a, what the second-best keeper in in germany so quick i i was appalled and I, i'm that's why i'm so happy to see him doing well now and he and everyone is most people are turning i've got one lad on twitter who, who's still not turning yet but i'm working on him oh,
2: you get there as the nicest <laughs> person on twitter i reckon you can do it Um
1: yeah, yeah i'm being very nice about it
2: just just again um sorry anyone that's uh worrying about ian not in a good way he passed a late fitness fitness test before this and he, he barely passed it and um, just another question for people on Periscope. If if this was to, c- to continue and this form was to continue from Carrius, do you think that we would still bring in a goalkeeper um, in the summer or do you think he would stay with Carrius? You might have to consider the fact that Mignolet and Ward may leave, but what standard of goalkeeper would you bring in? Would it be a backup to Carrius, or would it be someone to be number one? i just ask the people on Periscope that as well to keep that discussion going while we're here. Um, Ian, that, that save yesterday, is it a... Is it a sign of a confident goalkeeper and a, and a fella getting more and more confident that, as Matt says he's getting that run in the team and it's he feels on top form and he feels like nearly invincible now, not invincible but he's he, he feels he can get his hand or, or his foot or, or any part of his anatomy to, to, to any ball now. Yeah,
3: it's to a point. I mean, mate, you can be the most confident keeper in the world and you don't save that. Uh, I think that comes down to his his ability. Do you know what I mean? His natural ability. In Germany, he was an explosive keeper. And that he, you know what I mean? He's really athletic, and he can get right across his goal from a standing position and stuff like that. But we haven't seen that in the prem. I think this is the first time—the first save I've seen where I've Mm. genuinely thought, "Fucking hell, he's got mad skills." Do you know what I mean? Whereas, like, not—I'd say what, maybe two or three of the top keepers in the prem saved that, and he saved it. So and that's one of the first times of it was well it was truly world class. Do you know what I mean? Credit to him. Uh, you, you just said, would you still be signing a new keeper? I would, because we've been down this road before. Do you know what I mean? And if you were to say he's going to be like this for the next ten years, then I'd say no. Don't buy a new keeper. But history suggests that we'd be naive not to sign when a keeper like Alisson's available. I, I'd still be signing Allison. I think he's. One
2: of the best keepers in the world, like yeah. Um, I'm just looking at the here as you're speaking, and uh, the, the name Alisson just keeps coming up uh, time and time and time again. A lot of people are saying that um, even if it is Alisson, we need somebody that's going to compete with him. I think Mignolet is, is done, and I think Wardy yeah. M- because he has gone.
1: It, listen, if Alisson is available, get him. It, if we can, like as much as I like Carrius, if we can improve on him, do we? Like I, I'm not. I'm not that loyal to a player that I I would want the team to suffer over him. Like if we can get yeah, someone you, better,
0: getting you, you, get you have probably mentioned Moreno for
2: about six months. Are <laughs> we <laughs> oh, he walking on Emre Jan's contract when he's have to be worried
1: about? That's okay. done, lad. Done. No, again with Robinson, I'm, I'm absolutely made up. Robinson is doing better to stay on the pitch over Moreno. Uh, but yeah, if, if we can improve, fucking do it. But if, if it's going to be someone competing with Carius, then fair enough. If he's competing with him, he's going to be at a good level. As long as it's not a Mignolet level of competing where it's just because he's there, we're putting him in. As long as it's a good keeper, uh, then I'm fine with him.
2: Yeah, um, Grizz, I'll leave the final word to you on this. Um, you know, people are people are saying, Alison, all all day, like the, the, they're flying in here. And, um, you know, uh, Nat says Defo needs someone to keep <sighs> Carius on his toes the squad we have now, they all they all want to play um, and everyone seems good enough to play at the moment. But for you, Grizz, in your expert opinion, um, do you think we still go and sign a goalkeeper regardless of what carries those between now and the end of the season? No matter how positive it is.
0: It's a tricky one, isn't it? It's, I mean, a lot of people are saying sort of in terms of money-wise, um, you know, why spend sort of £60 million on a keeper when Karius is showing signs of improvement I'm not bothered about the financial aspect of it I'm with Ian on this Like, if a quality keeper no sorry, a world class keeper like Alisson wants to come to Liverpool and he's available for transfer then we should be in for him Karius is getting better and better, there's no one even Matt's Twitter mate can deny that it, to Karius is getting better and better and what i like about carrier and what's what's also improving the defence is he's got this aura like vvd about him where he's very calm and influ you know he, he's very he's got this calming influence on the back four around him as well and sort of the back four aren't scared of passing the ball back to him sort of you know he comes and claims he's very active as, as he's a very dynamic keeper he's he's improving of that there's no doubt quite if a world-class goalkeeper is available, then we still go for him. Alisson is still available. Alisson does want to come to us. Price-wise, is going to be tricky. But listen, I'm not worried about the finances. I just want the best players, as many brilliant players at Liverpool Football Club as possible. And Alisson is a brilliant goalkeeper. Competition-wise, look, my only worry about buying... another Because we're definitely going to buy a keeper, right, lads? We've all agreed that we're definitely going to buy a keeper. If we buy... If we if we go into if we go into the market for a keeper thinking Karius is our number one and we want to buy another keeper as a backup as competition, I think we fucked up too many times like that. How many crap backups have we bought? I mean, let's—I don't even want to go through some of the names. But do you know what I mean? Some of them are, I think porn stars or something now, aren't they? Some of our backup keepers, Matt, you would know. I don't know, what, that,
1: your po- I don't know what your point is. No, no. What? what you, I don't even know where you get with this. Listening.
0: What I'm saying is if we buy a goalkeeper, it's got to be better than Karius And number one. It's going to be our number one. If we're going to the market saying, right, Carries is our number one, but we need to replace a lay," then I track record for buying backup goalkeepers in four. That's my point.
2: Yeah, no, I think, I think if it comes to a goalkeeper in the summer, you know, um, there's been this argument in the WhatsApp group about the, the standard of goalkeeper. A lot of people think we'll sign... Um, we need to sign somebody on a level with Carius, you know, to compete, or somebody world class, or somebody that's dedicated number two. To him. That's gone on. I think if you make your squad better in the signing of a goalkeeper, with we, we'll Ward and Mignolet more likely leaving. If you make your squad better, um, you know, what well, I don't see a problem. I really don't. I hope. I hope Carius has a, a brilliant, you know, ten, twelve, fourteen games, wherever's possibly left left it. Um, between now and the end of the season, including the Champions League run. I hope he's exemplary. Um, A couple of people have said that United away will be a big test for him next week. I agree. Um, Going into a game like that, as massive as that, let's see how it goes. Um, But look, I move on. Um, Let's get to the Mane goal. Ian, I'll give you a full shout on this. Um, It all starts with Bobby Firmino picking someone's pocket, because that's what he does. And then from then on in, we decide we're only going to touch the ball once. I'm um, we're moving up to half the length of the pitch. and Mane sticks it away, and for someone that we questioned a couple of weeks ago about his form and about his input and his output, um, great to see him getting another one. I think that's three games in a row now.
3: Well, yeah, he's, he's in good. Court. I don't even think he played that well. As much I think I thought he was quite poor, but he's such a threat in and around the box. Do you know what I mean? Like, Firmino picks it up. Does Firmino originally lose it? Is it Firmino's pass? Originally, but then he wins it back, which he does thirty-eight times a game.
2: Yeah, he picks, and I've seen this short in the week. People saying he, he tackles from the blind side, and, and another stat in the week that he's actually won more tackles in the league than anyone else this season, which is a lot, great. a lot more as well, a yeah. lot more tackles. Uh, yeah,
1: he picks. I it told up. you, best DM in the league. That's a stunning. He, stat he's man. the false six. That's he's the Best guy. false six we got. False six,
3: yeah. False but he's uh, <laughs> where, where he wins that. He's, he, he's like well inside our own half. And he, he doesn't bust the guts to get back up to the edge of the 18-yard box. He's just, he, he just got real good awareness around him. And it's just nice football, play it around, really. Any other season, I mean, that's one of our goals of the season. It's probably not even in our top 10 this season. I mean, that's how well we're playing. And just nice football in, into Firmino. Firmino with a lovely little, a lovely little like, Camp esque pass. You know, number nines can't really play. Out and out number nine don't really link up play like that that well. It's, a it's
0: all, that, That's a
3: shot. It, it's all it's all made by Mane's first touch. His first touch gets it out of his feet, gets it from the defender, opens it up, and it it's just a mustard finish. Brilliant, brilliant goal. Like the game didn't deserve that goal because the game was shit. But they're the type of hmm. goals that Liverpool score now on a regular basis.
1: FIFA got board of them. They're, they're, they're getting boring. They're really good goals.
2: Do you know? Do you know? Do you know what the thing is, Mato about that goal? Um you know, when you see a team set up with um, three or five at the back, you know, three centre halves, they go with they're trying to look at probably packing the midfield with three. So when you see that sort of team, you're thinking they want us to get wide. They want us to hit crosses in the box and the likes of the and all these lads. um, you know they'll deal with these crosses and if you look at both their goals yesterday Matt and let's stick with the second one right down the middle of the pitch one touch movement and then the lads in from out wide they're, they're trying to you know literally say give him the ball out there and we'll we defend it from there the lads from wide are then fucking darting into the positions where they're all of a sudden they're central and we're scoring and it's five, six touches right through the middle of the pitch where they want us to play and we're still scoring goals Matt.
1: what's the question?
2: question is, Matt, what do you think? Was it a good goal, Matt? What, 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 <laughs> uh, come
3: here,
1: tell it, us about it, the career It was, it was perfect. <clears throat> it was training ground. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah, you it's, as you carriers. said, one-touch, triangles. Um, but it's not just that, it's the movement. So, how, as a centre-back, how do you defend? One, against the number nine, who's not even... There. <clears throat> uh, how do you defend against the number nine, who's starting from the false six position? Two, how do you defend from a winger that is running across your whole back line, you can't. It, it's pulling people out of position. And then if someone does follow him, and I mean, Mane is very cute there of what he does. It's tight space and he does it beautifully, beautifully. But if he doesn't get it, there is a massive overlap on and loads of space for Robertson, who is there. Gonna, it, just gonna he's say that, in yeah. the space waiting for it. So what we've got more than one option for, for that pass. And it, it's, it's, it's all about the movements of the front three which just drags defenders I mean their defence was pretty shocking the whole game anyway so it's not, not like we're up against uh, PKC Milan like but what they're doing there and what they've done all season why they've scored 66 goals between them it's because they're moving they're working for each other and they're looking to create one gaps for each other and two space for themselves and it's just it's clicking yes. it's, it's clicking beautifully for the last 20 odd games
2: absolutely Um that's more or less that like goal-covered. Graves, I want to come to you about something.
1: Um, so, you so your non-question answered?
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah. And if you, if you wanted to talk about Carriers for a couple of seconds there, I, I, I would have let <laughs> you.
1: Well, I'll, I'll actually drop something in. I did see a stat on him. <laughs> uh, in the last four games, he has been involved in three goals or something. Uh, within the build-up play of three goals. Whereas in the last 20 for Mignolet, he was involved in four or something.
3: Yeah, go. I know
2: where
1: you got that stuff from as well. You fucking asshole.
2: Go on. on. <laughs> it's a good it's good stuff. Uh, at Scout Shell says um uh, we all look like the lads that got banned from the gym. Um, we're going to get to that. Um, give us a few <laughs> minutes. Um Chris, I want to come to the last thing on the game itself. Yeah, I've
1: got banned from schools as well.
2: <laughs> and it's um it's the chance at the end that Salah has. He races away. He gets a nice touch at the edge of the box and he's in on goal and Lascelles takes him out and the referee the referee is a good distance away so he's looking to his linesman and the linesman completely and utterly bottles it. I've seen an angle I've seen an angle today from the side of the pitch where the linesman is not too far off being up, up a play and how he doesn't give that is beyond me. And one, how does he not give it? And two, did you like the reaction of the Liverpool players the way they were fuming about it? In, in, in the last minute of injury time when the game is safe and the Liverpool fans are still fuming, or the Liverpool players are still fuming about it. Was, did that impress you as well?
0: Gav, you know how much we loved that. I loved that fact that that was a routine Reds performance, right? We've become accustomed to sort of feeling, you know, good about ourselves after a 90-minute set against any team, right? But the fact that Klopp was livid on the touchline, even though it was... It was an awful decision. Let's first talk about the decision. It was an awful decision. The linesman shit himself. He was the opposite of uh, the other linesman against Spurs. Was was it Spurs? Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. When fucking you know he wanted to just be part of the show. This one didn't want to be seen. He didn't want the cameras at him. Do you know what I mean? The the ref. You can see the ref looking at the linesman like, "Well, talk to me, talk to me." He just shits himself, or he's probably on mute or something. Do you know what I mean? But what what I loved about Klopp's reaction was he was a winner. Klopp was livid at that, and I like that. I want him to put, fuck all the morals, I want him to put pressure on the refs, get on the pitch, next time it won't happen, do you know what I mean? People will see that, Klopp wants decisions to go his way, and I like the way he's doing it, charged on the pitch at the end, Pure, how many times have we seen Mourinho do that, Alex do that, Ferguson, um, you know, even Conte, one's always coming on and hugging the players, this time he was straight up to the ref, alright he hugged a few on the way, you know, he's got uh, He's got hug a couple of his favourites. He has
2: to hug Rachel, doesn't
0: he? Yeah, but these, these were quick hugs, like, get the fuck out of my way. I'm going to cease the ref here. And I loved it. The players were surrounded. It. it was a diabolical decision. It was, I mean, you know, I was actually looking for VAR. This is where we need VAR. Is it VAR?
2: VAR, <laughs> he's just, I love the way you shortened this. <laughs>
0: I can't believe you didn't say Vivid this week, uh, this uh, this is we need VAR.
1: This
0: is where VAR okay. would help. Because and the nasty thing, thing. thing about all oh, this is, you're shorting
2: all this stuff, right? And when someone writes LOL, you, you're nearly asking, "What the fuck does that mean?" So you've actually taken this to a different level without even learning the basics. It's mad.
0: <laughs> Listen, so VAR is important in these choices. and not, it, 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 it's good that was it um, was it this week that we heard that it's being implemented or something, isn't it? Oh God,
2: the, only knows. God only knows. That, like the, yeah, the, it's, the way
1: it's just it got uh, announced today. It's at the World Cup as well.
2: Yeah, the, the mess. They made, oh, well, there you but, go at the no, Spurs no, game the other night. No, they made an these, absolute mess of it at Spurs the other night. Gav,
0: it's just these officials in this country that are making a mess of it. It's working near enough fine everywhere else. Yeah. It's just the communication between the, the, um, the crowd, the <laughs> officials, a bit it's a bit poor at the moment, and the time it's taking. But that would improve. And decision, I mean, imagine that was sort of, we needed a win, and that was the last minute, you know, the chap's running through and he doesn't give that. I mean, that was the most obvious, obvious foul I mean, I don't think it was a penalty. I think it was just outside the area. No, it was outside the area. But the
3: rest gives it, I think he gives a pen. If you know what I mean? Because it looks yeah. like a pen, doesn't it?
1: It looks like a you pen, don't even need You don't even need VAR, VAR for that. That is just absolutely... Say, say it, you wanted to say but, it.
2: But the guy's <laughs> gan- <laughs> gan- <laughs> thing about it is, if it's not a foul, why isn't he... Booked no, it is. Yeah, but if they if they decide it's not a foul, why aren't they booking Salah for going? Nah,
1: not every, not every not uh, every time a player goes down is it a dive like. Yeah, but you, uh, could, have uh, argued,
2: you could have argued, you could have <laughs> argued that the ball has got away from Salah. I think or, you know, what he's he, done. He could have come along is, with any arguments, but I'm making. He's judged no as a, on
1: this. he's judged as a coming together more than a push. Uh, but th- that's where the linesman is the worst person out of all this because his arm is so blatantly on his back. And yeah. he, 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 just, he does the push and action. Um, it's all down the lines when that's absolutely terrible. I think if it's nil-nil, I think he gives that. Yeah, he's, 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 judged, you, he's done you, it on you, the score more than you're the game.
3: To, you're have the death It's 2-0. He's probably thinking, it's not the end of the world if we don't give it. You know what I mean? But if honest, we finish stage by, by th- one goal,
0: then he, to, it's going to be To be honest, guys, I know we won 2-0 and we don't really want to talk about the officials. But I really thought he was crap all game anyway. I do th- I, 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 I genuinely baggers. don't think. I genuinely don't think he gives that. Ian. He was that crap. He was awful in that in that game. So, look, Benitez's tactics, if they were implemented by an Allardyce or a Pulis, we would have said, you know, fucking wankers. But his team left their foot in a few times, especially on Mane and Salah. They got some treatment. They did the lads in that game. There was a lot of lot of uh, physical challenges going in, and and and. You know, I know, do you know how Pep always sort of talks about protecting his players? Maybe Klopp will start coming out and talking about, or he should, in my opinion, start coming out and talking about protecting the likes of Mane, Bobby and Salah. Because as we've sort of become feared now, a lot of teams are going to look to sort of rough up our players. And I think Salah got a lot of rough treatment. I don't think he was mentioned enough. You know, I, I thought he was quite... Badly treated by some of the players, and uh, and your officials not getting given the decisions. And Salah's not a a diver like a fucking Delilah Ali and Kane, right? He's Salah's quite strong and stays on his fucking feet a lot, so you can't even accuse him of that. And he got some rough treatment, man. I you know feel a bit bad for him. Yeah, well, sending him a box of roses.
2: Um, we've a lot to get through for the last. We've about ten minutes or so left. Um, I just want to go through things really quickly. Um, man of the match, um, Ian. I'll start with you. Who was your man of the match? Hendo. Pendo,
3: um by, by a distance. I thought, I thought Ox first half, but then he faded. Henderson
2: got it for the whole game. Yeah, okay. Uh, Matt, who are you going to go with? Carius. Carius, <laughs> don't, don't even try to change with Wankar. Yeah, I know he is, but look, that's... Listen, give him his fucking day in the sun, you? Um, Grizz, who are you going with, man of the match?
0: Ox. I think he was the difference. I think Hendo was very close. Well, I'd go for Ox just for the difference he made in sort of that that first goal, which turned the game.
2: Okay, um, I'm going to go with Ian. I'm going to go with Henderson. I think uh, he gets on the ball lots. He plays the right pass at the right time. He plays attacking passes um, a lot of the time that gets us going. And he's been beaten with a stick for the, a lot of the time. He plays that he's he's a crab and he plays the with and backwards. I think yesterday you've seen why Henderson can do when 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 he's on it and. Um, I, I'm one that doubts him and I think I doubt his place in the squad and the future of Liverpool but I hope I'm 200% wrong on him and I hope he stays fit and continues to play games like that for Liverpool. Uh, lads, quickly on to, um, just you now very quickly, um, I just want to see what you think on Porto. Um, we played them Tuesday night, we're 5-0 in the fourth leg, we don't know what way they're going to approach it, they'll probably go, they could change around everything and say look this is, this is, this is done, we'll send out a second string and concentrate on our domestic stuff, but Matt, um, do you think we go strong, or do you think we, we start, would you think we see the majority of the bench yesterday, for Eggman's sake, playing Tuesday? choosing?
1: No, not at all, uh, I think we do what we've done all season, we rotate a couple, a um, couple of midfielders, I would like to see one of the front three rotated this time though, maybe give Salah a break, uh, there was a picture with Is it the oxygen thing on his foot or the ice thing on his foot? So I would maybe bring Ings in for Salah um, and try and give Bobby a rest at some point, maybe 60 minutes. But, I mean, it's your... You can't take anything for granted. We're here, let's not mess it up. Defense stays the same, Carrier stays in. um, I'll say defense, maybe Gomez or or Moreno. But just a a slight change. Play pretty strong.
2: All right, Ian strong or do you reckon you'll see the the squad being used in a big way on Tuesday night? Uh,
3: a bit in between means I think he'll change both full backs. I think he'll play Gomez and Moreno. I think it depends who he's going to start against Manu. so you'll get a good indication of who's going to start in the midfield against Manu by who plays against, Port- against Porto. You know what I mean? uh, usually I'd say rest Bobby but he's the type of player that doesn't like to be rested. He needs to keep going, doesn't he? he. he, he he's a bit like Suarez in that respect and that he, he doesn't, it takes him a while to warm up. So I don't know, maybe, maybe drop one or two of them, but I don't think it'll be wholesale. I think maybe, maybe, maybe Ings in, or maybe even give Solanke a game, but it won't be, it won't be not on crazy. Like, but I've read that they've got, they've got about five players out and they're going to drop Leonard, rest anyway. Yeah.
1: They're
3: yeah not, I've heard they're, they're, they're coming with the B side anyway. So easy,
2: easy game. Yeah. Chris, um, you know, with that information there, they've four or five out and they're probably going to bring a B team. I think the discussion isn't around, like, you know, the toys is all, all but over. Um, you know, if you're going to say we're, we're in any danger, I think you're, you're you're a bit mad in the head. But, you know, is it is it something that we... We make seven or eight changes, or is it something that you make two or three? And you, as Matt says, you keep that momentum going, and we, we just keep going as we go, and don't make seven or eight changes just for the sake of it. Because I believe rhythm is a massive thing in this team.
0: Yeah, I, I think I think you're right. I think Klopp's a big believer in this rhythm type things. as I mean, ideally, if all of us were sort of choosing a team, I think maybe most of us would say, rest everyone. Like, they're, they're not coming to sort of play they just it's a formality for them they're in a title race a close title race uh back in portugal this is um you know it's a free hit for the map this one and it's home so, yeah. it's home
1: as well and we're not yeah. traveling away yeah listen, not listen none I, of the games none of the games lately have been difficult we haven't been like pressing like fuckers on any teams to, to try and yeah. win it and um, the last I mean, difficult one we had like that was tottenham uh it newcastle it, it was an easy run out uh, Porto is going to be an easy one. We're not going to be pressing them every five minutes. It's not, so. it's not about
0: pressing them. It's not about pressing them. It's about injuries can happen. Anything just like that. Con, yeah, really, contact I injuries really, is the issue. Contact injuries is the biggest thing. So I, I mean, I personally would rotate the fullbacks, as he says. I, I'd play Clavin and Matic I'd play Gini. I'd, uh You know, actually, I shouldn't reveal the team. I'll reveal the team later. Actually, <laughs> oh,
2: yeah, is this is this yeah, where you've your prediction?
0: Yeah, oh, win, 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 win. Um, but 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 look. That should be banned. It's a given, it's a given, I think, uh, seven, minimum seven
2: changes. Okay. I'd probably go somewhere around four to five changes. um, I think if you can protect, maybe, if you can give, you know, you're looking at United at the weekend, and and it's a massive game, in both, just because it's United, and secondly, because where we are in the league, and a lot will go on, when they play Palace Monday, and I think they have a European game, don't they? Uh, A couple of days after we play them. Um, I don't know, four, five, six changes. We'll see how it goes. Keep
1: that defence though, because that defence is still quite new. Even yeah, though it's, well, it's still new, we keep them together.
2: Yeah, I think in any other circumstance, I'd be like saying, look, if you can change as many of them as you can, change them. But I'd still, I'd make sure 100% carries is in goal. I don't want any break in his rhythm. Um, in midfield, we've, we've options up front. Like you said, Solanka, Yings. Um, the full-backs can be changed. There's plenty of room to move things around there. But once they have them in the right frame of mind for... It's Sunday, United, isn't it? Saturday. Saturday Saturday. early. Sorry, Saturday early. It is Saturday early. So, look, that game is probably a a, a dead rubber on Tuesday night. It's just more about the changes and and how we do it. Quickly, lads, um, before we record next week, what we're going to play United. Just a quick prediction from you from uh, the United game. Um, We're going to Old Trafford in great form. We're literally neck and neck with them. Um, Ian, what do you reckon for next Sunday? Well, I'm just going to write these down for next week, anyway. That's all. 1-0. 1-0. 1-0. Uh, 1-0. One all. One all. Okay. Uh, Grizz. You know my prediction. 2-0. 2-0. 2, all to, two, us. All. two all to us. Okay. Matt.
1: Smashing them
2: 2-0. Smashing them 2-0. I'm going to go with 4-1 Liverpool. No, do you know what? I'm I'm a, I'm a fucking Jonah. Like if I say 4-1 we'll the chances are we'll get beat 3 and have fun and I think off. if they had a goal, I think if they come at us, I think we'd easily we're easily
3: capable of scoring that many goals against them, but
0: He's just a negative. I, think, uh, I, think, he? I think he's going to come at us. I think he hasn't. Nah,
2: no, off, not. Not. he won't at all. No, he's not, because I tell you, Grizz, if he wins on Monday night, he's a point ahead of us again, or two points ahead of us, he'll happily take a draw, and he'll just continue trundling on. No, there. you're and, right, I'm wrong. And he, yeah, yeah, he's, you're watching, right. he's watching beat <laughs> Chelsea today, and he's he's then nine points ahead of fifth place, and he, that's all he's going to yeah. get. You're right, Gert, you're right. I know that, I always am, especially when I'm talking to you. Um, right, lads, um, Last week, we were having a chat on this, and Grizz has had loads of different um, diets. He's pretended to join the gym. He has taken photos on a bridge in tracksuits and pretended that he's training, and we we had enough, but in all seriousness, um, the four of us yeah. slag each other all the time about our weight, um, where they stand the other, usually the radius of our heads comes into it, um, but we were talking during the week and we decided, right, let's listen, listen, let's let's sort this out because um, it's getting out of hand. We do want to do something with regards to losing our weight individually. So we said, look, let's make it a team effort. Um, and we decided that we were going to try to lose 100 pounds in weight between the four of us. So that was it. We were going to do that. Um, let's do it. What we done was we all took videos of ourselves, weighing ourselves, and we sent them all to Matt because Matt is the secretary of the Fatback Four. He has all the videos. I'm- and the nicest man on Twitter. And the nicest man on Twitter. So Guilty. this is how it went on. The week progressed. We all sent videos. I think the last one was today. I think Ian sent, myself and Ian sent one in today. Um, and it was the last video. So we all know our weights. And we said, right, we'll give it to the Champions League final to see if between the four of us we can lose 100 pounds in weight between the four of us. Grays is going to struggle. And, um, what do you mean I'm going to struggle? Oh, you're going to struggle. You told me earlier you're going to shave your head to get yourself in the zone. I've got um, a treadmill underneath uh, right here. I'm
0: actually sat on a treadmill. Ian is you comfortable. comfortable. You can't is, see
2: Ian is, it. Ian is comfortable with all this. He's, he's confident. Matt doesn't have enough weight to lose, I don't think. So he's going to be the one that loses the lead. I'm lending him some of
3: mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're kind <laughs> of, can uh, all chip in. It's like Bitcoin. <laughs> no, No, no. The,
1: the individual one is uh, the person who loses the highest percentage of body weight, of the original <laughs> body weight. Otherwise, I'm fucked.
2: So last week, um, Graves was offering up a box of Ferrero Rocher. That's Graves messing with the connection on the side of his iPad as we speak. Um, he offered up a box of Ferrero Rocher for the winner between myself and himself. Ian and Matt decided they wanted to get involved. So we decided just between the four we are going to do this. Lose £100 a week. Then we had a couple of suggestions from families and friends um, with regards to, if you're going to do this, why not do it for a good cause? So we decided, okay, what will we do? We contacted Alder Hay Hospital um, and the charity, Alder Hay charity. We suggested to them that we are going to do this regardless and we're going to do it where we're going to try to lose £100 a week but we're also going to try to raise some money if possible for Alder Hay. They were more than happy. Um, they were more than happy to allow us to do this. Um, they thanked us and we decided okay. So we set up a just giving page. It's www dot just dot com forward slash fundraising forward slash fb4 dash a hundred pound challenge now that's, that's a, a hyphen
1: mouthful, dash not a forward mouthful, dash, sorry
2: and that's a mouthful don't worry that'll appear on the um on the trippers page.
1: you can also text as well
2: you can text you, we will have the text number for you um asap i got
1: it
2: here do, do you have it matt go ahead
1: so you can text fbac that's f back six four and then the amount you want to pay, so £5, £10, 600 whatever you want, 600. to 770 So it's FBAC64, however much you want, to 770 And I'll be putting that on the uh, Twitter as well.
2: Okay, so the Twitter page will give you the information with regards to um, the just given page, also the text you can do, because on the just given page you have to give, I presume, card details, stuff like that, and you can donate, whatever. And... Um, where it's a text, you can just text it and it'll take it off you. Which is which is which is great. Um, can I just say, guys, before you carry on,
3: the, the locals and the people in
2: the northwest West will know what Alderay is. People
3: outside of England may not. Alderay's right, is a children's hospital. It it deals with some of the kids there. It's heartbreaking You can you see how sick they are. There's kids with cancer. There's kids with terminal disease. There's kids with. Do you know what I mean? There's kids who were Everton fans. It's bad news. So. <laughs> It is, a, it is a brilliant cause, you know what I mean? It's where you see the Liverpool and Everton players go every crimbo to see the sick kids. That, that's Alderay that Hospital, for
2: people who don't know. Yeah, and just to let you know that we, we genuinely started this as just the four of us having... It was going to be a competition between the four of us until family and friends of all four of us um, nearly at the same time suggested this and we decided, OK, let's go with this. So we've gone with it. It's Hay hey, Hospital. That's going to be the charity. It's the £100 challenge. But the other thing is... Um, we don't have to do it alone. So this is... Sorry, you're probably copping on as to why these two fucking idiots are wearing the stuff in their head now. Um,
1: that's...
0: yeah. Grizz is, is warming up for a big curry there. You can see him. I've wow. lost about three ounces already, son. Good stuff, good stuff.
1: But, <laughs> hey, How much do you reckon Tino could lose if he Tino? joined it? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I reckon if he'd in ten Tino's inside really, out, to be Tino's lost anyway. stone wet through, you know Nah, mate. Tino <laughs> already looks like the boy
2: in the striped pyjamas. He'd be fucking to be lost anymore,
3: Tino couldn't pajamas. lose his virginity, mate. Never mind,
2: wait. Well, <laughs> 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 oh, oh, oh. listen, uh, <laughs> Tino, I don't mind if I can see you watching there. Um, but now family and friends suggested this, so we went with it. We, we All the hay was suggested to us, so we went with that. But look, we don't have to do it alone. Um, what you can do is, if you want to join this, and there's plenty of people out there who want to lose weight, but if you want to join, uh, get a video together. Um, we will get you an email address to send it to. That'll be also on the uh,
1: Twitter page.
2: DM me. DM me Or DM at Matt Roberts underscore 29. Listen, if you send
1: me over your waist that you're on now... I won't be, I'm not putting any weights on Twitter at all. Um, no. Send me it over. Um, forget the video. Don't need, don't need to do that. And then each week, do you want to send me an update? And I'll, we'll, uh, can can I will read out who the yeah. um, biggest percentage losers are between us and then the our listeners as well.
2: Yeah. And, and uh, as well as that, with people joining in and, and decide that they want to do this, and it's a little bit of a competition between, say, the Fatback 4 and everyone else, so we can see who, who actually does the most. There will be a winner out of the Fatback 4, but there could be an overall winner that's outside of us 4. If you want to get involved, that means that we have more people. You, you can
1: get a mug. We'll give you a, <laughs> yeah, we'll give you a mug yeah, and, yeah. and a t-shirt. You and just a, have to pay the posters and packages. And <laughs> you can wear my old Which pants. is 27 euros.
2: <laughs> and uh, we'll we, we put four Ferrer four Rachets into the mug and send it to you. But... Um, now, if you want to get involved, it means that you're, you're keeping fit, you're losing weight, it's for a charity, and you can get your family and friends to donate to that page. We will have all the information up soon after this podcast on the Tripper's, um, on the Tripper's Twitter feed. And, yeah, let's see how we go. Um, the
3: Next season area. is
1: going to be called the flat back four.
2: Yeah, yeah. The, the, well, what's, the
3: what's
1: the last game of the season? Champions League final. Last yeah, week, it's our 20, last game. 26th
3: the 26th of May. Of May. Yeah. yeah. And have, Darren, we set oursel- have we set ourselves a monetary target? Minimum. I,
1: I said 500, but literally what? Just what anyone can give.
3: Five, 500 pounds. we could raise 500 pounds, it'd be brilliant. If we raise any more than that, we'll buy Grizz a Curry. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But five, 500 pounds. There's enough people Darren, who
0: follow us can give fucking give a quid. Do you know what I mean? Darren, Darren Page on the Perry said next year we're going to be called the Beach Body Back for. Yeah, it's an idea. <sighs> I wouldn't go to the Beach with Grizz. Yes,
2: oh, you would, you liar. You would. See, you? <laughs> I, mean, okay. you know, I want to see the amount of ice cream that content for you? <laughs> Can
0: you imagine me <laughs> chasing Ian Baywatch
1: <laughs> Have you um, seen what's, what's that ad there Martini and the big fat guy in the in the ball. He's walking along the beach. Oh, shouldn't Go come, for Shouldn't come, there, no, Yeah, that's But yeah, anyway,
2: yeah. Uh, Grace, you're shaving your head to get in the zone. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah, and um, mm-hmm. Ian, what's your preparation? Uh,
3: this week mate, try not to die so far. I've already done a bit of it this week. I will do in it easy. Yeah. My, really worries, my worries my worries Chris. Yeah. Matt is any. No,
0: don't, do don't, do don't worry easy. about me. Don't worry about me. <laughs> don't worry about <laughs> me. <laughs> don't worry about I'll me. Slat. Um, yeah. I'm making up Matt slats. Um I've stocked up. I'm gonna do what I can I'm gonna eat, I'm gonna finish these tonight.
2: Yeah.
0: I actually feel quite down because I'm actually gonna bid these farewell tonight and I say after this. That's it.
2: I'm on it. Yeah. Now,
0: look, as, as, somebody, as, somebody says there,
2: as somebody says there, one pound from each follower, and you'll smash 500 pounds. Exactly. You probably will. Yeah, absolutely. But what we're trying to do here is um, we're doing it for ourselves. We are doing it for ourselves because it's, it's something that's been since the Fatback 4 started. And before that, we, we've absolutely taken the piss out of each other about our weight constantly and usually the circumference size, volume of our heads. Um, but it's something that we are doing we're going to we're going to do it, regardless, but if people want to get involved um like I said, join in, send Matt your way, we update Matt every week we We will promise to do it on on the the podcast every week, and we'll see how we're getting on and as well as that, the people that join in with us, they tell their family, they tell their friends, then people send a text, then people go online, donate some sort of money, and let's see how much we can get him but um look. That's I
1: might ask the doctors to put my appendix back in.
2: Yeah,
0: Matt had his appendix a week. Um
1: week. So a little bit early. Extreme there. measures. That's we like, that's like two pounds, isn't it?
0: That's proper extreme measures, Matt. That's what we call dedication. Fucking getting your appendix out just uh, for weight loss.
1: Okay. <laughs> it's just a week What held. a wanker.
0: Just taking
2: the piss now, isn't he, <laughs> Chris? But listen, um, that's it. We're done. That's the fat back four. Um, we'll see it again next week. As I said, keep an eye on the Trippers Twitter page, and we'll have all the details on there. Keeping you constantly updated. And um, yeah, let's see how we go. See you next week. Over now.
1: At Capella University,
0: education is as smart as the world around us. With the FlexPath format, you can take classes at your own pace, set your own deadlines, and even leverage your previous experience to move faster. Now that's smart. Learn more at capella.edu.